بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم و به نستعین ثم السلام و السلام علی سیدنا و نبینا ابلغاسم المصطفى محمد عجل فرجهم و علی آله الطیبین الطاهرین سلام علیکم ایوان الحمدلله we are together for another night and what a lovely evening it is the welada of our lovely beloved imam imam hassan alayhi salam we have been talking over the past few nights about <coughs> this very important point that religion will only benefit us once we have a proper understanding of God, of what is the functions of the things we do, of ourselves, of life, and that the actions we perform will only be beneficial once that understanding is there. We said with the proper understanding, we aim towards God, and then actions take us there. But if that proper understanding is not there, the Quran said our actions will get lost. We may pray for 10 years, 20 years, fast, read the Quran, read the Ad'iyah, but not feel like we are where we should be. And where should we be? The Quran said, as we discussed in the first two nights, the Quran says, Proper understanding, proper orientation towards God is like a tree, a tree that always gives fruits. So if we really manage to find that correct understanding of God, relationship with God, our faith will be like a very grounded, strong tree that will give fruits all the time. What are the fruits of a proper relationship with God? In difficulties, you have courage. When there is pain, you also feel the presence of God and that will give you energy. When something scary happens, you've got courage inside. These things will naturally come forth from your heart. You wouldn't need to struggle. These are all the fruits of the tree of a faith that's inside our heart, not in our mind. That's what we were discussing. Otherwise, what happens if we don't do that? If we just do the actions, if we just read the lines, instead of focusing on what do they mean, what is life, what is a relationship with God, what happens is that you can be doing something for so long and not gain any benefit. Sometimes I want to tell you, you know, the past few nights I read a few lines, for example, from Dua Kumail for you. Allahumma yes, aluka bi God, I ask you from your love and mercy. What type of mercy? Allati wasa'at kulla shay. Your love that surrounds everything. Nothing ever can go out of God's love. Well, I said we could read that line so many times, but never feel it. Never even know what it says and not benefit. Tonight, I want to give you another example as well to say that if we don't think, sometimes we may even make du'as that we don't even agree with. I really think, because see, the Ahl al-Bayt were looking at the world from a very high height. I told you the first night, the way the Prophet, the Ahl al-Bayt, were looking at the world is different to the way we look at the world. When they look at people, they look with God's eyes. So they love people. 
when they look at people, they look at them with God's forgiveness, so they forgive easily. For example, Imam Hussein says, there's a beautiful hadith, if someone comes and swears in your right ear, and then comes to your left ear and says, I didn't do it. Obviously, you know they did it, but Imam says, forgive them. At least they're saying, I didn't do it. It means there's still some level of shame in them. That they say, no, no, I didn't. So apologize. Sorry, forgive them. They were so, it was so easy for them to forgive the Ahlid because they were looking at the world in a very different way. We are not there yet. And it shows. Because if we knew what are these du'as that we read, sometimes, believe me, you wouldn't read them. One of the du'as that in the month of Ramadan, it's one of the common a'mal of the whole month. What is this? Is this du'a? Allahumma adkhil ala ahlil ghubur as-surur. Everyone reads it in the mosque and we go forward. But believe me, many people, if they knew what they're saying, they wouldn't say it. The imam told us to say it, but you wouldn't feel comfortable saying it. Allahumma adkhil ala ahlil ghubur as-surur. It means God. I want you to send joy and peace to all the people who have passed away. Ahlil Ghubur, all of them. It's not talking about just your uncle or grandma who passed away. Every single person. It doesn't even say, for example, just my friends, my group. No, honestly, is that how you feel inside? Do you want peace and happiness for every single one, even though some of them could be your enemies who've passed away right now? Maybe a person from another group that you don't like. Person you don't even know, you don't even care. So we're saying this line, but if we really know what we're saying, believe me, many of us will be like, oh, actually, you know what? No, that person, for example, my mother-in-law did so much harm to me and now she's dead. Why should I want happiness to go towards her? Believe me, people say that. Not my mother-in-law, she's amazing, by the way. <laughs> my mother-in-law is an angel. Angel, honestly, I am so lucky to have married into a family. I don't know how. The, sometimes I tell my wife, where you, where, how were you created? You're all so nice. But someone else's mother-in-law. Yes, yeah. Someone else's mother-in-law. Imagine they hate their, and they message me sometimes. Sheikh, why should I forgive her just because she's died? I don't want to forgive them. They say that. And then the same person at night comes and says, Allahumma adkhil ala ahlil ghubur as-surur. Eh. Well, you don't believe in that. And the reason this contradiction doesn't bother you is because you don't know what you're saying. So people come and tell me, Sheikh, for example, do fazail of the ahlil bayt half an hour. I'm like, people are doing that and that's amazing. But I'm saying it's one thing to do fazail. The second thing is to know what these people are saying. Don't you want to know what the ahlil bayt said? Asan, maybe you don't like it. In this case, you didn't like it. Many people don't like it. They are talking about the world from a different perspective. We are not there yet. We need to educate ourselves till this becomes easy for us. And many people say, if we were at the time of the Ahl Bayt, we would have been on their side. How do we know? What if, for example, the Imam told you you have to forgive that person and it was difficult? And we even have hadiths when Imam Zaman comes. Bizri Sadi Salawan. When the 12th Imam comes, he gives orders, some of the Shias don't accept. We even have hadiths that the Imam has to pay money to some of our scholars so that they accept what he says. Why? Because we've been reading the game, we've been reading, we've been saying, oh, they're amazing 30 minutes. Just Imam Hassan is amazing, all the fazail, which is beautiful. I'm not saying that's not good, it's amazing. But we don't put, spend time, see what are they about? Once I read in a sermon, 
not a sermon, sorry, a, a letter from Nahjul Balaqir, people couldn't take it. They were like, no, 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 don't speak about that. I'm like, eh. Just now you were giving half an hour Fazail of Imam Ali, Imam Ali is great, Adiyun Malhaq, now I'm reading his words for you, you can't take it? Believe me, they couldn't take it. I read one of the letters of Nahjul people couldn't take it. So this is what happens, not only we don't benefit, sometimes we mistakenly think we're on the same page as them. We're at the same level, no, Agajan. they were at a different level of life. Imagine just on that moment when Horeb Neriyahi wanted to come back on the, you know, in those days of Muharram. Don't think Horeb Neriyahi hadn't done bad crimes. He had done terrible things. He's the one who stopped the caravan of Imam Hussein, right? Imam Hussein told him, let us go. You don't want to allow us to go to Kufa, we'll go somewhere else. We'll go, we'll go to another place. I said, we won't go to Kufa. So no, 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 you have to wait here. It was because of Horeb Neriyahi that everything happened later on. Imam got martyred and all of that. But then the same person on that day is feeling a little bit in something inside him happens. He's like, maybe, maybe it's, maybe, maybe I should go towards Hussein. Because we all have fetra, we know what's right and what's wrong. He goes towards Imam Hussein and he's very shy. He's very shy because he knows what he's done. For so many days he's blocked them and now even though he's regretted, he can't undo it. Yes, Horeb Neriyahi joined them, but everything happened. Everyone got killed. So he's very shy. What does Imam Hussein tell him? Now that you have regretted, now that you want to come back, hold your head high. No reason for embarrassment. Honestly, who can forgive like this? Right? So this shows that's the level the Ahl Bayt are at. We have to become like them. I don't know if, for example, at your home, your child says something, your wife says something. How easy is it to forgive? Say forgive. I said, no, no, don't even mention it. No, no, you made a mistake. It's okay. Now you want it. As soon as you want to, it's okay. No mention it. We even had, had we have hadiths. If someone comes and apologizes and we don't accept, it's, it's worse than that, the person who committed the mistake. Right? So I'm saying loving the Ahl bayt should be a step towards becoming like that. And I really hope that we understand we are not there. I'm not judging anyone. I'm not like there. Honestly, one night, I wanted to speak about something else, but I feel like this is where we should go. One night, I was going to give a lecture about the Holy Prophet, and I was going through prophets, how Prophet was in his relationships with his friends, etc. Then I, uh, I came across this beautiful story that the, the wife of the Prophet comes and even accuses the Prophet of something he hadn't done. He says, your mouth smells and there's so much he stuff like creates, a, shares the secret of the Prophet that Prophet didn't want to be mentioned, then comes and makes fun of the Prophet, your mouth is smelling because he didn't want the Prophet to, it's a long story. But the wife really goes against the Prophet, like shares his secret, he humiliates him, etc. Then later on, she comes and apologizes. She feels guilty because she comes and apologizes. Now, what does the Prophet do? The Prophet says, oh, 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 now she has apologized. She must feel a little bit embarrassed. Don't we feel embarrassed when we harm our partners? Even after we apologize, we're like, oh, it's a little bit embarrassing. So the Prophet is like, this person shared my secret, very important secret. I didn't want people to know. He humiliated me. Now she's apologized. What if she's embarrassed? The Prophet goes and cleans her room so that she becomes happy and forgets that she's embarrassed, she's made a mistake. 
right? This is what they were like. And I remember I gave this lecture, I think it was at SOAS or something. At night, I was talking to someone, they said something, I was a little bit hurt. <laughs> I, was, I was lying down, I think I was so hurt. I'm so hurt, why, why did they do this to me? And then I suddenly remembered, mate, half an hour ago, you were giving a lecture about the prophet. Not only he, as soon as the person apologized, he went to them and not only he accepted the apology, he even tried to make them happy. Like going out of his way to make them happy so that I was like, see, it's one thing to talk about them. It's another thing to be like them. And I remember at that point, I was like, oh, let's try and be like the prophet, at least for once, you know, <laughs> one moment. So I tried to, I was like, oh, no, there's something inside that doesn't make it easy. Like, you want to go to the person who hurt you and be like, it's okay. But there's something inside that says, no, they should come and apologize. They should do this. And we have to be honest with ourselves, you know, because as long as we don't accept that, we are far from the Ahlubit. And we won't take the steps. We won't get the energy. But once we go towards them, life becomes beautiful. Imagine if we were all like him, how many less divorce we had in the community. How many children wouldn't have gone through traumas of being abused by their families. Life would be so beautiful if for once we stopped thinking that it's just about talking, not understanding. No, we have to understand and we have to become like them. So next time we read Allahumma adkhil ala ahl al-ghubur al-surur, remember, this is not an easy thing to say. It means I am at peace with everyone who passed away. And the people, my enemies, they may die. Let's say, you have, you're, you, I know brothers who don't speak with each other for 10 years. Let's say your brother passed away after 10 years, you didn't speak to him. He's going to be one of the ahl al-ghubur. Are you going to be saying Allahumma adkhil ala ahl al-ghubur al-surur or not? God send peace and joy to all the people who've passed away. Have you reached a place in your heart where you're at peace with everyone? Even with your enemies? If not, then see, they're saying that's the kind of life you can have. Please decide salawat. By the way, for those who <clears throat> may not know, every week on Saturdays we have live events. We discuss teachings of Ahlubayt, how to become like them not just reading and um, just saying they were great. No, I want to become like that too. I want to be more forgiving. I want to be more kind. So if you want, join us Saturdays. Last night, we actually had a session too. And our guest, Dr. Haydarpur, mentioned a verse from the Quran, which I thought it would be so good to share with you. It's so beautiful. It's in Surah Al-An'am. In Surah Al-An'am, it's the story you're all familiar with. Right? That it's the story that Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam, he saw the... The, the stars, and he said, oh, this, is, this, this looks like to be a god. Then the star disappeared. He was like, oh, no, no, no. This is, you, you must have known the story, right? Then he saw the moon. Then he saw the sun, but the sun disappeared. The moon disappeared. He said, no, I don't love things that set, that disappear. I want my God to always be there. Let's reflect a few minutes on this verse because I think it's so important for the theme we had in our um, discussions. We have to get to a place in our religion that we really fall in love with God. There's a hadith that says, Man ahabba. The one who knows God will love him. So if you feel like inside you have an understanding of God that doesn't make you love God, know that that God is wrong. That is one of the gods like Ibrahim we have to let go of till we find the correct God. 
if the understanding you have of God doesn't excite you to talk to him, doesn't excite you to be with him, that's not the right God. Man It's a hadith, it's a promise by a ma'asum. That once you get the right understanding of God, you will love him. And now in this story, look how beautiful it is. Two lessons we can learn from Prophet Ibrahim in this story. One of the things he says, I don't want a God that sometimes is there, sometimes it's not. Right? He says, When the night was getting dark and the darkness was covering Ibrahim, so which is basically our life, isn't it so full of darkness, loneliness, there's not that much joy? Suddenly we see something that excites us. Right? He saw a glimpse of light, which is basically like us. Life is boring, it's not exciting, suddenly something happens like, oh, excitement, right? And then, so it's very dark, he says, okay, so this is the only source of joy now. This little star there, this must be God. This is what I'm going after. And for us, this is the same. Life is boring, suddenly there's a good job promotion, it excites us. Oh, maybe if I get this job, then something good would happen. But we see that even then, sometimes it gives us joy, sometimes it doesn't. Maybe a relationship, maybe something. In life, we're, because we are so out of love and out of joy, we are clinging on to every small piece of joy that comes. But even there go, even that goes. So it's very interesting. It, Prophet Ibrahim is telling us, see, God shouldn't be something that comes and goes. Allah, that is not money, not these kind of things. But also, if you only find your God in Ramazan or Muharram or Ziyara, that's also a God that disappears. What about the rest of the year? It, Prophet Ibrahim is teaching us, and God in the Quran is teaching us. You have to reach an understanding of me that I'm always there with you. If God disappears from your life, if there are moments in our life where we don't feel God's love, we don't feel God's support, that's not the proper God. We still have a journey. But for us, has our God rised or has he set? Is our God always there in our life or has he disappeared like a son that goes away? Maybe sometimes God feels we feel him in a lecture or in a ziyara trip and then again he disappears. So Quran is teaching us our understanding of God, our relationship with God should be in such way that God is present in every moment of our life. We need to live with God. And another thing which Prophet Ibrahim teaches us and God is teaching us in the Quran is that Prophet Ibrahim didn't say because this God is disappearing. I mean, uh, theologically, he cannot qualify as a God. He said, I don't love a God like that. I don't love a God that. So he's telling us, see, you should be able to love your God. He didn't say, oh no, a God that disappears in philosophy and theology has been proven that that God that cannot be the God. No, he says, I love so he's telling you, you should love your God. God should be lovable. Your God should be in a way that you enjoy him, you love him, you're proud of him. Please recite salawat. In Dua Abu Hamza, there is a line which is so beautiful. The Imam says, Elahi beka araftuk. God, it was through you that I came to know you. For this small minutes, few minutes that we have for the rest of tonight, let's talk a little bit about this. 
See, there are two ways of knowing God. There are two ways of knowing any person. Let's speak first about a person. Imagine someone asks you about your uh, wife, or for example, your father, or your husband. Oh, I don't know. Who is he? And you say, well, uh, he was born on 1984. Um, he has 32 teeth. He is quite knowledgeable. Um, he's got this degree. He's got, I don't know, uh, this is the way, these are the things he likes. I'm like, okay, is any of that lie? No, 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 all of that is information is correct, 100%. But is that really how you know your husband or wife? No. To you, your husband, your wife, your father is not the person born on this age who likes these things as if it's a third person out there. If someone asks you, who's your dad? Say, oh, dad is the one who, that time I was in a difficulty, he came and supported me. And when he was with me, I felt so strong. That's what dad is. You don't know your dad third person. You know him in a relationship. Who's dad? I was going through that difficult time and he was there with me and I just felt like he had my back and I felt so strong when dad was next to me. That's who dad is. Who's your mom? You know what? I was ill and till morning I had to, for example, be in pain. She, she woke up, she stood up with me the whole night and she hugged me. That's who mom is. Mom is not the person born in that year. No, no. Mom is what the relationship you had with her. That is the relationships you had with him. The same is with your wife. The same is, it's very interesting. I have been talking to many people who passed their, who lost their partners. Afterwards, you ask them, what do you miss about them? I said, you know, it's the small things. It's like the way he would eat. It's like the way he was excited for this dessert. It's like that day, the way he would laugh. See, this is the way we relate to people. This is how people become important to us. So Imam in this dua is saying, is teaching us, if your God is a third person God, that God is just. God is wise. God is loving. These are the things God likes. These are the things God doesn't like. It won't give you that feeling. He says you have to find God in your own life. Instead of, for example, and, and all that third person knowledge of God is good. But that's not like when you find God in your own life. Instead of saying God is razzaq, which doesn't do anything for us. Imagine if in your life you were going through a difficult time, you got fired from your job. And you were so worried. You were like, oh my God, how am I going to pay rent? My children's school? What am I going to do? And you realize that, you know what, money came. It was a little bit difficult, but you pushed through. Before getting fired, you really thought if your employee doesn't give, if your employer doesn't give you money, that's it, end of life. They fired you, you realize, you know what, no, I pushed through two, three months, money came from here. That person gave me a little bit. Ah, we went through it, and we even found a better job. Once you realize this, this is God showing himself in your life. I mean, all those years you heard I'm razzaq, it didn't mean anything. Now, in your own life, I showed you rezq is coming from me. You showed yourself to me. And God, in every single one of us, in every, the life of every single one of us, comes and slowly, slowly introduces himself. If you learn to look at your life, all that time you wanted to get married to that person for so many years, you were hoping, praying, it didn't work out. And after a few years, you realize, oh my God, actually... It's better. We weren't a good match. We would have made each other unhappy. If that happens in this person, and I get so many people like that, that person can then look back and say, eh, 
Many years I thought my happiness would be with this person. Now it didn't work out. I'm looking back and say I'm actually much happier. Then at that point, the person realized God is Hakim. Before that, even if he says God is Hakim, it's meaningless. You have to find it in your own life. Finally, this person in their own life, they realize, oh, sometimes you want something, but it's not actually good for you. And you realize now. So Imam is saying in every moment of your life, God is teaching you something. Maybe to one of us, he's teaching us that I'm Raza. Maybe to another one of us, he's teaching that, baby, trust my plan. I've got your back. I know you want this thing. But believe me, it's not good for you. Now you're not going to accept. Go for it a few times. Slowly, slowly you'll accept. Maybe you even go for something. And God has so many ways of showing himself to us. In our own life. Not somewhere in the book. Not in this lecture. In your own life. Even if I tell you God is loving, it's not going to help you much. Even if I tell you, oh, even if there's no one around you to show love, even if you don't have a partner, a family member, God will send someone to show you love. You, you won't accept this unless you see it in your own life. But you have to be open. And many people tell me, Sheikh, we, there was a go this period of time, I really needed someone to show some love to me. I didn't have a family who could understand me. I sometimes was desperate for a hug. And God sent a random stranger to my life to hug me. In that moment, what is God telling us? I know you feel like your partner is showing love to you, your family is showing love. But no, all of that is from me. Sometimes those may go away so you realize it's from me. At that moment when you see there's no one in your life but a stranger comes and shows you support, that is God showing himself to you. That it's me. All along it was me. It wasn't your employer giving you money. It was me. It wasn't your dad showing love. It was me. But I have different ways of supporting you. I have different ways of taking care of you. Sometimes you know the means, but sometimes the means go away, so you see how directly we're in touch. And once you realize this, you, once you slowly, slowly take your life seriously, oh my God, are you saying every moment of my life is God trying to show himself to me? Oh yes, it is. Imam Hussein says in Dua Arafah, Everything in your life, every person coming in, going, it's God trying to show you something. Showing you how amazing you are, showing you that he is Rab. Rab is the one who always takes care of you. And then you, we reach a level, we reach a level that Imam says, Imam Hussein, I look around and I can't see anything but you. Someone is sharing knowledge. I say, oh, God is teaching me something. There's a beautiful person there. I'm like, oh, God is showing his beauty to me. Someone comes and shows you like, oh, God is, you know. Life can become so amazing. We can live with God, not third person, in every moment of our life. Then you realize there is something way more important than these small things in our life. Relationships are important, so important. Jobs are important. But in all of this, our soul is... Falling in love. Something deeper is happening. Once you realize that, even events become easier. A lot of people come and go, unfortunately. We wish we, everyone could stay with us. But once you realize what's the game behind the scene, nothing can shake you. So, I hope, inshallah, God helps us open our eyes to look at our life and see him in our life. God is showing himself to you. In every moment of your life. He is there for us. 
And once you find him in your life, no one can take him away from you. Once God is in your heart, once God proves to you in your life that he's the Razak, he's the one who gives sustenance, that he's the one who will show love, he's the one, then nothing can shake you. And inshallah, maybe another time we'll talk about it more. But may God, inshallah, enable us to understand that whatever good is coming towards us is from him. That even if everyone around us goes away, God will find another way to take care of us. And may God, inshallah, also enable us to become like that. To become channels of God showing love to others. Because sometimes we block God's love. But may, inshallah, God, because of our love for the Ahl Bayt, because of our care for the Ahl Bayt and Quran, enable us to become like that. See his hand in our life and enable us to become his channels for other people. I love you so much. I'm going to miss you already. And inshallah, see you at another opportunity. Let's end with the salawat. Oh.